Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 509 for the week of August 3rd, 2019. I'm Chris Privetier, here to bring you this week's RPG news. Joining me today, Jonathan Stringer. Hey, I'm not last. Yeah, and Nathan. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I didn't look up Nathan's last name. I'm Garvin. a failure. Like Har- like Garden, but with a Vin at the end. Garvin. Yeah. Like the GPS. Oh, I think so. Yeah, there was a brand of sinks that had that, too. That's I don't Gar- know. Garmin. I know it, it's Garmin. It's something Polish, Close enough. I think. Garvin. I don't know. Who cares? Garmin, Garvin. So, <laughs> where should I turn? What? Who? Should oh, I turn left uh, at the... Left I'm... in, you just missed it. Oh, darn it. Can you recalculate? Get it, get it, get it, get it, Garvin. Um, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> three lefts, and you'll be right back where you were. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. <sighs> gotta live up to the namesake. <laughs> That'll be five ninety nine a month. Oh no! Um. Uh. Uh. Let me go get my PayPal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a cat on the floor. I've got a wife sick in bed. She's got a migraine today, so no Anna Marie. Sorry, folks. And uh, I got th- three of us ready to do a podcast. Let's talk about what we've been playing, folks. I've been away for a while, so I'm gonna go first because I'm selfish. Go for it. I have played through all of Rebel Galaxy, the first one that came out in 2015, and I have a selfish reason for doing it. My wife got a, a job recently doing a social media for Double Damage Games, the people who make Rebel Galaxy and the new sequel that's coming out soon, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. So I played through the original one, and um, I, this is a game I actually had interested in anyway, but um, that was back in 2015 where I picked it up, played it one evening and said, this is cool, I'll get back to it, and never got back to it. So four years later, I went back to it and almost bounced off it again. And the only reason I pulled through it was because my wife's working for the company. I got to say, after five or six hours, I really got hooked, (laughs) which I don't think is a good thing to say about a game. But, you know, (laughs) well, it's better than uh, what's it? Uh, Xenogears 2 on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, come on. I've, I've put 50 plus hours on that. Yeah, and how many did it take for you to go, okay, this is getting somewhere. I um, I need to get back to that. Because <laughs> I'm like 15 hours in, and I have a friend that's like, no, no, you got to make it to like 20, and then you're fine. I'm like... <sighs> um, So I made it to like 60, and then I'm not fine. Not because I'm not interested, <laughs> it's just I got distracted with other stuff, and it's never felt that pulley to get me back. Yeah, but Rebel Galaxy. Anyway, the uh, the core mechanics of the original Rebel Galaxy is just uh, fly your spaceship around, shoot pirates, deliver cargo, play the economy as you go from planet to planet, and then buy upgrades for your ship, including better ships, more guns for your ships, um, and of course you can invest in cargo that kind of reinvest because you're buying low and selling high, um, and it's just a grind fest to get uh, the best weapons and stuff and finish the story missions and then you're done. And when I say you're done, you're literally done. The story mission is like, finishes a story arc, and it's like, yep, okay, cool. I uh, guess you're done now. What are you going to do now? I guess I'm going to keep flying around. Like, you literally have that conversation. And it's like, okay, cool. Have fun. And you can keep grinding if you want, or you're done. So I got to the point where I was done, and I was like, well, I want to buy the biggest ship possible. So I did that. And then I started just sailing into uh, to fights and having my giant dreadnought destroyer 
um, basically just sit there and go while the other ships flew into me and blew up and said, okay, cool. I've, I've experienced the epitome of what it is to be in this game. Um, let's hope they make the next one more interesting. <laughs> but um, What platforms is it on? Uh, Rebel Galaxy 1 is on everything. Like, um, okay. I, well, everything. It's on PC is the primary platform, but it's also on, well, I think, 360 and no. It's on Xbox One and PS4. Um, it might be on PS3 and 360 as well because it's a 2015 game, so you have to check. But, I mean, at this point, just wait for the new one. There's no reason to play the old one. Like, the story's okay, and but the next one's a prequel, so it doesn't even matter if you know the story oh, okay. or not. So, yeah, whatever. Um, for me, though, I like grinding in games and making my level, level higher, so the core loop for me was, like, sitting there saying, okay, I could go work on that mission, or... I could try and exploit all the in-game systems to make myself even stronger as I could go and destroy that mission later. And that's what I would do. And I had fun doing that. But now it's over. And um, it literally has no end game. So I hope the next one's better. <laughs> so if you like a good grind, is it maybe still worth picking up if you can get it on sale or whatever? Do you, do you need more games? No, but that's never stopped me before. Yeah, I think I had it on... So I had it on PC that I bought it originally, but then I was like, I want to play this on the couch as a console <laughs> game, and I had it as... um, uh, Picked it up on PS Plus at some point, so that's how I played it. Oh, so, I mean, I if you've already got it. it sitting in your library, sure, if you want to try a grindy game. I mean, it's made by two of the people who made, like, Diablo and stuff. So Travis Baltree and Eric Schaefer. You know, old Blizzard okay, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school Blizzard folks. Um, we're talking about like blizzard north you yeah. know diablo one type stuff that's right and um they're also uh, making the sequel so yay um we'll hear more about that later though i think not today but uh in coming weeks uh, everything else i've been playing is fire emblem and it looks <laughs> like you guys too is fire emblem right <laughs> yeah i love a good grind even when i shouldn't and i'm sitting here right now grinding on fire emblem because as soon as I found out, you can retreat from a battle and then just restart it from a fresh state. And if you get a crappy level, just force quit and start the game back up and start over until you get a good level. Man, am I taking advantage of that? So just, it wait, 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 wait. Rends oh, my no, soul. That safe's coming. If you if you safe's if you hit retreat, hardcore. if you hit retreat, you have to start the whole battle over, right? So yeah, but if you get your characters like close to a level so that the next action they take will level them up. It's really quick to go from the start of the battle to leveling up to see if it's good to quitting to going back. And I can't help myself. Like it just it hurts my soul when I see a two point level pop up and my characters are like, oh, I guess I didn't try so hard then, enough. So no, then you failed. How do you do this? You get to the end of one battle and get everyone close to leveling and then leave them for the next battle. And then at the no, beginning no, of the no, next no. battle, you, you just, try uh, all of them. And if they all don't get a good level up, you reset. <laughs> no, no, you you just start a battle right and you play through it normally or normalish and. Do as much as you want to do until you feel like you should start it over. Like, uh, let's say, you know, you need to bring a weak character up. So you let him get a hit or two early. And that's all that it's safe to do. And then you just retreat and you go right back to the pre-battle menu and you save. And you can do it over again. Or you can kill a few enemies because that gives you a lot more experience and get them close to leveling up. So that when you redeploy your first action next battle will level you up. 
and but it, I, I don't understand. You're losing that progress every time you reset, though. No, you don't. You keep your skill experience and your uh, experience towards the next level every time you reset or retreat from the battle. No. And no. whatever weapon durability you lose is recovered. No. Yep. What? <laughs> I promise. Is this true even on uh, hard? I don't know that yet. I think it is. Any battle, you can't retreat from every battle. But, like, you can retreat from the second battle. You can retreat from a lot of battles, though. You can retreat from a lot of them. But I'm just saying, you know, there's a caveat. You can't retreat from them all. But, like, you can retreat from the second battle and then the fourth battle. Uh... Uh, And so you can, like, have characters that are promoted to their second class before you even fight anything serious. And then you can be in intermediate levels after that. And. You just made my playthrough take about 70 hours longer. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and yeah, well, now that if you found this out later, you would have been like, well, now I have to do it all over again, right? No, no, I would have finished and did it on New Game Plus, oh, which is probably what I'll okay. still do. But oh, my God, that's yeah, it's a complete that's a waste hacky, of time. crazy, silly, but awesome life hack. Um, yeah, it's it's a waste of time, but I can't help it. I'm learning how the stats work while I do this. And since I'm. How do the, all the stats work? In a guide. Okay, I can tell you an okay. important one. Please um, tell me how the stats work. The most important stat that I can tell right now is actually attack speed. And attack speed is goofy. You know Horse that. Horse speed if you're... is important. Oh my gosh, you can get four attacks with fists. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. Um, if your attack speed is four points higher than the enemies, you get two attacks, right? Okay. You know yep. that? Yep. Um, your I didn't know it was four is... points, but I knew it was higher. Yeah, yeah four points higher. Your attack speed is a pretty simple function. It's equal to your speed minus your weapon's weight, and your strength reduces your weapon's weight by every five points of strength. And yes, even spells have weight too. So basically, the more speed you get, the more attacks you get. And then you can put on shields and not worry about it slowing you down too. Hmm. Yeah, to a a degree. I mean, the, the weight will still add up, but the more speed you have, the more you can get away with. the more with. strength. <laughs> well, yeah, and the more strength. Uh, strength is obviously good if you're you're doing anything physical in the game. Wow. Because uh, then you're just boosting your damage. And But strength isn't really bad for mages either. I mean, keeping in mind that every five points of it will reduce your weight, so it's not that great. But, yeah, if you want to be double attacking, and yes, you do double cast spells too, uh, keep your speed up because that gets your attack speed high. And sometimes it's worth having a weaker weapon because you'll get like two attacks with three points less damage instead of one attack with three more damage. So um, strength and magic seem to directly contribute to your attack stat, your might, whatever they want to call it. I still don't know exactly what luck does. It doesn't seem to actually directly increase any stats or it doesn't do so at any reasonable increments. Because I keep leveling it up and I don't see any it changes. It doesn't increase but... your ability to crit or anything or dodge? It doesn't increase your crit stat on the screen. So huh. if it low-key does it, I'm not sure. But, I mean, it might decrease the enemy's chance of critically hitting you. But that's a little harder to test for. But uh... so, so, okay. I have so many questions. What does dex do? <laughs> Dexterity increases your accuracy. Okay. Is one of the main things it does mm. your your hit rate, mm. um, and it says it also it says it also affects critical hits. But I'm not exactly sure how. Maybe it increases critical hit damage, but so it increases critical hit chance. 
I yeah, I haven't seen a direct correlation between my critical hit chance going up with my decks, but I haven't scaled it up too many levels. So I'm still trying to figure out how all this stuff works, but I'm figuring some of it out. And some oh characters just I'm watching a video here and I'm seeing this overlay that I'm not familiar with. Uh oh. Is this oh he's adding it after the fact, isn't he? Wow. Wait, wait. Yeah, I'm watching a YouTube video of this guy do a let's play, and while he's <laughs> playing, he's got he's uh he's I guess he did it YouTube and then over he put an overlay on it that shows the stat growth for the character that he's hovering over. Yeah, yeah, each character that threw me for a loop for a while too because I was first just settling on like getting a certain number of stats to level up and I was fine with that and then I was like and I found out later that attack speed is super broken and powerful. Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, everybody needs to be getting like I need to pay special attention to attack speed." Isn't attack speed I, always broken? Yeah, pretty much, but I don't know. I'm not sure mind, that that's a new thing. I'm pretty sure that at least the 3DS ones, it was also completely broken. Like, getting extra attacks was better than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, now I'm finding out that each character, each stat has a different percent chance to increase a point when they level up. And it's, that's always been the case, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I just found out what some of the numbers were and... Uh, some of them are bad, aren't they? Yeah, um, like Raphael, I'm playing the Golden Deer, and he's got, like, his speed has a 15% chance to go up when he levels up, which is pretty terrible. Um, but you really want speed. I know I could just make him, like, a big heavy and be happy with his strength, hit points, and defense going up and put him in heavy armor and walk well, him into you, things. But... You could, except you'd have to wait forever for him to get to the enemy. <laughs> Right, that's and my also, problem with heavy armor. Know, why, why not just you know have him be a big heavy that gets two attacks? There's no good reason not to. It's just just time off of my precious life that I'm wasting to make these pixels hit each other harder. I have, so I have a problem with this game and the um, higher classes. Like I have no idea what I should be gunning for. You know, like I don't uh, know what's good yeah. for each person. I don't know what's required. I can look at it if I go into the menu of certifications and then like write stuff down so I can remember, but it's like really annoying. And it's like, I don't have a clear path of growth. So it's more like natural growth and I'm waiting to see what happens with them, which maybe be, I mean, maybe that's what they're going for since you're a teacher and that's the goal, I guess. But it's, it's just really weird to not have a sense of what this character will become and how to kind of level them up and shape them for what they'll be. It's, it's pretty free in some respects, but there's a there's some under the hood traps that um, I'm starting to be aware of because me and two other people are writing a guide for this, so we're we're sharing information and whatnot. And some people are a lot further in the game than I am because they're writing up some of the battles, and I'm writing up the subsections. So, do you know how much misinformation there is about this game right now? Oh, I can only imagine. If you go to the GameFAQs boards, and it's like every thread is just half speculation and never, half never go ignorance. to GameFAQs boards. But there's no like, place else to go. Where am I going to go? If you're looking up, like I was looking up information for, because uh, my girlfriend wanted to know how to recruit some people that weren't in her house. Yes, and we've pretty much come to the conclusion that it's very difficult, if not impossible, to recruit the lead of the house, the other houses, you can't, which makes you sense. You can't even get them... It, yeah, you And can't you can't get it. their head retainer either. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and that's and, so that'd be, and I learned yeah. that in a GameFAQs thread. Thank you very much. Well, I've also <laughs> heard some people say that you can recruit 
their retainers. I but think you, you can to... return the retainers. Like, if you can do it, it's, like, way late in the game. Yeah, you have to, like, eat meals with them and mm-hmm. send them flowers and do all kinds of stuff. And But this is the misinformation. We don't know which one's true. But we don't know which one's true, and <laughs> I don't know yet either, so I'm not going to take it for granted. And also, I, I, would, I would assume you that. can't. And it, it There's makes more nothing sense special about any of these characters. Like, Edelgard has really good stat growth. Like, she's mm-hmm. right up there with Byleth in terms yep. of stat growth in some ways. Um... But other than that, it's like they're they're not that spe- like you don't need Hilda. No, hold on, hold on. What about Felix and Lysithia? Uh, Lysithia. Well, Lysithia is pretty simple. She's just a born mage. Okay. I mean, or even her stat growths are based around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the uh, the the leveling and what you should make characters. Um, oh, right, right. There are some. <sighs> I don't want to say it because I. Well, no one, no one who Don't follows my guides actually pays attention to me on this venue, so it doesn't matter. There seems to be red herrings in the skill where skills where you can like, you have the hidden talent skills where that have the three stars by them. Yeah. And as a gamer, that makes me go, well, I have to teach them that to see what it is. And sometimes you get something good, and sometimes you don't. And, and yeah, yeah, and there do seem to be some that are dead ends that don't yep. really help the character out much, like uh. Oh god, I'm trying to Ultimately, think of <laughs> I'll tell you what I've learned with that is if you want them to go on that route, definitely level it. Otherwise, it actually may be better to leave the the gray stars unfilled in. And I'm yeah. sorry to say it, it's frustrating and yes, there are a couple where having that skill is useful even if they don't use it just to get that bonus, but it's it's not all of them, so it's hard to say it's worth your time. Yeah, I, I mean I'm still doing it just because I like seeing the stars filled in. <laughs> Like, and okay, right. and this, have you sure. noticed this? This game isn't hard. No, it's really it's easy. So it's easy. so easy. I'm on hard yeah. classic, and like I've had to reset a battle because someone died uh, once, and the other time I used the turn back time twice and just dealt and, with it. And you're not even grinding, are you? Like, seriously, not, grinding. Not, I'm not grinding the way you're grinding, no. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I have Marianne, no way to grind, think... actually, because, um, for, because I'm playing on hard. I cannot fight unlimited battles if I choose a battle day because I don't mm. have the ability to... It, it costs me a battle point every time I want to fight a battle, and there's no battles that are free. I'm really surprised you put, uh, played it on hard, Chris. Normally um, you like to go easy on these games. Um, I've, I've gone both ways with Fire Emblem. Um, my last most... Re- what I found the most recent time I played through Fate's Revelation and what I was doing with Awakening, which I never finished and I probably should go and do it, mm. um, was that because of how much I like to grind in these games generally, playing on hard mm-hmm. gives me a sense of accomplishment to my grinding that playing on normal doesn't. My, I played on normal classic, mm-hmm. and I usually like to try to get a little more difficult. And the reason being is my history of Fire Emblem games is strategy be damned you'll do the right moves and then this unit will come and crit you on five percent and screw over your character and then you want to reload <laughs> so that to me is just frustrating to well, hell that right, doesn't happen here now because you see who they're gonna attack i know yeah. that changes everything yes yeah, so those target yeah. lines are a bit too generous i think yeah mm-hmm. um I mean, I don't, I don't play with permadeath because, let's be honest, I'm just going to load if I lose somebody. So, is anyone I, really going to sit here and go, ah, oh, well, I lost that character? So, yes. So, there's the reason people why, do. Some people there, do. I don't know who. Oh, <laughs> all power to reload, them. Even if you reload, though, 
playing it that way, you have to play the battles differently. So yeah, you have to get through without losing a character, not just you can lose half your team and then kill the enemy at the end and get through and you don't have to reload. But now your strategy and your tactics are a lot different. For which? For having it on... On either way they're different from each other yeah yeah because like if you can just throw everyone away every Mm -hmm. battle yeah you're totally you just throw people away as a matter of course yeah Uh, i'll I'll take it a step further i'll say without the time rewind your strategies are very different Um, and it's not because you don't want people to die either way you don't but at some point Restarting a battle takes so much time, you end up becoming super conservative because you don't want to have to restart the battle again because you're tired of doing it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't think there's a, a correct answer for how it should be with Fire Emblem. Um, there's benefits and drawbacks to all of them, and I don't think they've found, I, I, I think they've found yet another way to give you an option to balance it the way you want it. But, yeah. um, because you could just not use the time rewind, make it a personal restriction on yourself, and then you've got original Fire Emblem in that regard. But it, th- th- none of them feel perfect. I'll say that. But it's I just a bit really coming... like it right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's happy. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is always great. I am happy just spending so much time eating lunches with students and trying to recruit everybody and then going into battle and I'm getting lots of levels and I'm getting people certifications and I feel like I'm making progress. It's not too hard. Um, Maybe there'll be a difficulty spike and I'm going to be screwed, but I don't get that impression yet. And I can always turn the difficulty down if I need to. So Um, this game's actually, it gets kind of dark and that's, I like that. Everything's dark. With the monastery stuff. Have you guys noticed the social links in a normal Fire Emblem? And I I tweeted this, so apologies for stealing this from myself. Mm -hmm. But uh, I tweet, like, in the normal Fire Emblem, the social link goes like this. Hi! Oh my gosh! I burnt the potatoes! Oh, it's okay, don't worry about that. We're friends now. Yay! Social link reaches level C. In this one, it's like, Hi! I murdered your mother, and I poisoned your sister, and I want you to die. Oh my god! You're an assassin! Social Link went to level C. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> the tone is a little different. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's pretty funny. And then, uh, who was it? Uh, the one that... Bernadetta. Bernadetta is oh, the best she's, character, she's hands fantastic. down. Oh, no, she's so annoying. I right. love her. Oh, my my girlfriend's playing the uh, Black Eagles, and she has Bernadetta, and she just does three bow shots every time she attacks, and then she fucking squeals about what, Sire, Sire. Who cares she's about squealed. that? The important part so is great. all her social links. <laughs> I know. Listen oh, to her in great. Japanese. Her Japanese voice actress spends most of her voice lines going, yeah, for oh, yeah, that, dri- that drives me nuts. <laughs> and then Dorothea shorting everyone's name with an IE at the end. That yeah. drives me nuts too. Uh, a lot of people say Bernie um, for Bernadetta, but yeah. No, 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 you can't do that. I, I love Bernadetta, and I think if if you're not annoyed by her, I highly recommend recruiting her and doing every single social link you can with her because it's hilarious. And just well, seeing she how she overreacts me, but... to everyone. It's awesome. She annoys me, but it's fantastic at the same time. Yeah. It's the weirdest weirdest thing. <sighs> she is the character I usually hate in, in anime things, but she's like 
I don't know. It's She's... it's written somewhat self-aware here, and I think it's yeah. they know it's ridiculous, and they lean into it in a way that works. And of course, I'm just reading the localization. I don't know how it is in the original, but um, uh, it seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you can pretty much do whatever you want skill wise. But again, each character has their own stat growth rate. So yeah, like you can make uh, Lysithia. You you can go you know, throw swords on oh, her. Oh, yeah, you can force anyone to do something they wouldn't be very good at just because you want But that doesn't mean them. she's going to grow well with yeah. it. Uh, All right, have you figured out... I wanna, stats, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you some stat questions, Mr. Guidemaker. I, I, well, I've only been at it a week, so... Okay, so have you figured out the difference between normal and hard? Uh, not really. Okay, and then I, the second question is, have you noticed... Her. Stat growth changes when people go up to higher class levels, like yes, intermediate yes, yes. versus uh, beginner. Okay. Yes, your class. Not even that. Like different uh, classes within the same range. Different classes uh, add or affect your growth rate slightly. Oh. Okay. Very slightly, but we're talking like a big change for a class might be adding twenty percent growth rate to a stat. Oh my gosh! Whereas that's huge. a character might have between like fifteen and fifty percent growth rate. That's so not just very slightly. That That's huge for Fire Emblem. Well, <laughs> Especially if you're gaming the system, it makes it much easier for you. <laughs> yeah, but that's all, that's for like the higher tier classes. Okay. For for like beginner and intermediate, you may be getting five to ten percent. I honestly off. feel like beginner. I felt like most stat ups were like, if I was lucky, you know, you could have a good one that was six, but most were like three to four stats. And like for intermediate, it feels like it's usually five stats that go up. I mean, well, it does that, but it boosts every stat by a percentage, so it, it does help get the numbers up. Okay. So, um, yeah. The only thing to watch out for with builds is uh, how characters learn spells, which is basically just leveling up the skill, and then they get what they get, and that's predetermined. Yeah. So you can make, like, Raphael or who's who's another big dumb character? Uh, whatever. Any big dumb character. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doo-doo, whatever his name yeah. is, Doo Doo Head. You can have yeah. them learn spells, but they aren't necessarily going to learn anything good. There's some characters that don't learn anything spell-wise after, oh, like, rank oh, C or question. D. Here's a question. I started boosting faith on my character because it had the, three, had the yeah. three things next to it. I still can't heal. Is that restricted to a class? Do I need to be in a healing class to heal? Um, I think that early classes get to keep their healing, but if you've already moved on to intermediate... They might start locking out different so I, weapons. Maybe I need to go back to an older class and learn to heal there? I don't know. Well, you should have learned the spells. You just wouldn't be able to equip them, I think, okay. if you're the wrong class. Well, I mean, spells um, are just always equipped, though, or they're always in your list to use. I'm so confused with this. I don't this think I need a good guide. <laughs> I mean, well, it doesn't even go live until the 8th. Oh. Or the, not the 8th, the 5th, but I can't promise it's good. Yeah, we're still hacking things together, so been using rpg site and it's like uh, they've they've got like a half written up page yeah uh, i mean here I, and then they have a full list of the lost items though and that has been a godsend yeah <laughs> i mean i don't want to talk crap about them because you know you never know where you might end up working but right a lot of their stuff is very clickbaity like you know day one like find out about yeah. this and then you you know you click on it and uh, them and us you don't have much the other ones and yeah yeah so yeah there's a lot of like games heroes does stuff like that where I swear they just hire people to go take screen caps and write blurbs about common stuff they barely understand just to get a clickbait title out there and 
and the mm. and the page only ever gets updated if it's popular. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh well. Um, that, but that's what we're but, stuck yeah. with for now. It's like because there's no official guide, so nobody can steal all that info from the official guide and post it on the lo- on on the web. We just get nothing. It's like I mean, back to the '90s. <laughs> some people have jailbroken switches, so I'm I'm sure they're getting into these files and getting information. But I don't just... know. Those people have they're probably playing the game more than I don't know. No, yeah, you can do both. All right. Hmm. Supposedly, I don't know. Here I am still grinding, so. Whoa. Oh, Flea is nice. I don't have anyone with Flea. Wow. He just ran across the map and opened a chest. I didn't know you could do that. All right, what I'm game are you playing things. now? I'm watching someone play Fire Emblem. I'm watching oh, them do okay, an okay. earlier map than me, and they have a, a, a thief who knows how to flee, so I had never seen that because I don't have any thieves. Oh, yeah. I've got to get a thief. I think I'm going to make uh, Claude be my thief. And And... Part of the reason I'm not experimenting with classes is because you don't need to master one class to get into a specific next class. It's all skill-based. So I feel yeah. discouraged from experimenting, and it's more like just focus on your goal. And it's like I mean, uh, there is some incentive to play around with different classes. Like, if you can master a class, you should get some sort of passive or ability for it. And yeah, if you, whether it's useful oh, or not. it takes so long to master a class. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, not if you retreat from battles constantly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm waiting to promote so I can get their uh, whatever they unlock. They unlock the master bonus, and it seems like it's taking a while. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's worth it. It, it seems like you should like be on a higher. HP. Well, here's the thing: like, if you're on a higher level class, you have better stat growths. So it might be better to go to the highest level class you can get while you're getting XP levels. And then go back and fill in the the mastery later after your character's done leveling. Because that way you'll have better stats. This is super cheap, but I don't think you actually need to do anything that gets you experience to level up your class. I'm pretty sure you can... Yeah, you could do it that way too, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you can just take off a weapon and you'll just stand there and get hit. And I think it gets you like two experience points towards your class every time you are just involved in an action. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're not on hard and you can sit there and take hits for an hour, then sure, go for it. I mean, that's you only not, need to take one a strategy. and then you can retreat. Oh, oh my gosh. You in this <laughs> retreat. <laughs> I know. I love min-maxing. I mean, if I don't do it, I'll just sit there and think of all the points I left on the table, right? That's what like, New Game does... Plus is for. Yeah. It's part of the fun. And and you get those statues, and you can level them up, and so your new game plus will be easier to min-max, and so you don't have to spend as much of your life on it. You focus the first time on story and having fun. Oh, this is how you're having fun. So this is my hard. having fun. Yeah. How many hours do you pump into redoing battles like that for every bad level? Oh, you know, just a day here and there. <laughs> just a day here and there. Yeah, no, it's not that big of a deal. 20 to 30 hours, uh, give or take. You just put on some YouTube and, you know, you just go at it. Just do. Occasionally type up a table to keep your boss happy. It's all fine. It's all fine. (laughs) I am a broken person. Do not listen to my advice unless you're reading a guy. (laughs) From so much toil and wasted time comes good things. Hopefully, get that guide. (laughs) Guides are grown from human misery. I'm I'm very sad that you guys don't have the answers to my questions about how recruiting works and <laughs> Oh no, I can tell you how a lot of recruiting works. Yeah. Um basically every character likes one stat and one skill 
and you have to increase Byleth's skill rank and stat to... The skill rank is usually C, but some skills require... Or some characters require a skill rank of B, and the stats tend to range between, like, 15 and 20 points. So, yeah. Um, I actually have a table for that I can share with... Have you uh, noticed how it seems to get easier if you have a higher um, relationship level with them? Yes. Uh, I can't really quantify that, but I've heard that you can just brute force it by giving people a bunch of flowers. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing. It's the only way I've successfully recruited anyone other than Shamir, who is a teacher who, for some reason, I was able to recruit. I still don't know why. Other teachers, I don't have the option to recruit, and I don't know what they need for me to recruit them. So it's like, great. Oh, yeah, other yeah other teachers are... Is it all just relationship with the teachers? Maybe I screwed that up? I don't know. I don't know about that. I know exactly. about the, the main, Nobody knows. I know about the main cast. So. They a are the main bit. cast. Oh, they're not part I of the I have so many house. story questions that we can't get into, and so yeah. many story predictions, and I need to just finish this game because I've I've made <laughs> like three or four different calls for, calls for big twists that I think would be amazing and I want to see happen. And I'm I need to get to the end to see if like they actually do any of them or if it's just disappointing and they don't do any no, of them. No, <laughs> no. Once you make your own head cannon, it's it can't live up to it, right? It's you like, just oh, ruined man, it. If they do stuff, this, yeah. it's going to be amazing, and then they don't do anything. And it's like, oh, come on. <sighs> but yeah, level up your attack speed, everybody. It's super good. <sighs> so, what do you think, Jonathan? <laughs> you like it? <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I, I've always been a Fire Emblem fan. I don't think I'm as far as you guys are. I'm still... Uh, I'm chapter 7 or 8. I'm like chapter 4 or 5. Okay. But I just got the sword. Cool. The sword that you feel guilty ever using. The big red flaming sword. It's like sword. the master sword in Zelda. It's like, well, great. I have this, and now I, I'm never going to use it because I always want it to be ready. <laughs> yeah. Um... So that's where I'm at there. I, don't, I know you guys are further. So far, so good. I haven't been able to recruit anyone either. Uh, I like the getting to explore around and the, the options to do between battles. It really breaks up the standard pace of the strategy RPGs because usually they follow the predictable travel to next town, go through marketplace menu. You know, a few talking heads go to the next battle. You know, they kind of follow that route. And even games like, um, uh, or I guess the only other thing I think of like this, like Shining Force 2, where you can kind of roam around and do some, this kind of reminds me of that in some ways, where you can do some exploration, even though it's only exploring the same area over and over again. You don't go from city to city, but it's different. So... I really like that aspect of it so far. It helps it helps keep the in-between battles a little more um, relevant, or a little more fun, mixed, uh, fresh. Did you just bring up Shining Force 2? Mm-hmm. Good man. Yeah, he'll do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regularly, yeah. So, okay, for this game, um, has, first of all, have you heard uh, of anyone taking out that death knight early like on the map where you first i wonder that, that not, dude. it not looks not like in the first possible. battle like i i tried i threw the like, kitchen sink at it May, I, I think someone who's min maxing surely <sighs> had the best chance of all of us he would I, kill anyone in the in the counterattack on my squad yeah i left a save so i could go back and grind and see if it's possible but 
That's what I'm wondering. Like, if you're not playing on classic, could you throw everyone at it and like eventually get him down? And what would happen? Because it'd be nice to get that weapon off him. <laughs> yeah, it's just you'd have to super duper over level and like maybe new I'm game willing plus. to over level a bit, but not that, not quite that. Not much. that much, yeah. Hmm. A bit, but not. Yeah. So, do you either of you feel like the game is too slow? The that okay. So the one good thing about the, all the exploration stuff, yep, is that it also slows down the. I wouldn't say maybe the pacing. Maybe that's the right word, or the how quickly you advance through battles. So instead of doing, you know, one battle after the other and kind of really progressing, it's like okay, I do a battle and then I do about an hour of side stuff. Right. Is that and a, I do a and you think that's a good thing? Um, I, it's I've heard really some complaints on the, on the op, to the opposite, you know. So yeah, I mean, for those who want their fire emblem to be their fire emblem, this is probably I could see it being really annoying to some people. And like, oh, I gotta explore this castle again, you know, talk to these people. I don't care. I just want to fight. I can see that. And then if you do, let's that, think about you, this. You can take the game. You can turn it on easy, casual, or normal, casual. You can use auto battle to get through the battles. And you can use auto-teach as far as figuring out the stats and then spend all your time just working on relationships and talking to people and you've basically got a Persona game. Um, can you do the opposite and skip all the social stuff somehow? I think you probably could. Just you're going to... You're not going to be able to... It's kind of hard to get good stats, You're going to gimp yourself, yeah. So you yeah. could use the auto-teach to get out of that part again. So yeah. do the auto-teach either way. If you skipped having all the lunches, maybe if you just went to the cafeteria and did lunches, and that was the extent of your between... No, but sometimes there are these big quests, or do this fishing tournament, or this and that. So, I don't know. I think the beginning of the game is really super slow. Mm. Um, once you get past, like, the... Th I want to say once you get to the fourth battle is when things start being better paced. Yeah. But at the beginning, it's like, okay, fight a very, very short attenuated battle. Okay, now go have two exploration days and meet everybody in the uh, monastery while the monastery slowly gets unblocked. Then you fight another battle, which is actually, okay, somewhat substantial. And then you have to do, like, lectures. And then you have an option to fight another battle and then more lectures and seminars. And it's like, ah. Uh, but once you get past that, I then can't, it starts being And all I want to do is more like, I want, I love all the non-battle stuff in this game. So it's a, it's a real good balance for me. I don't know. And I feel like it's better than the DS ones where oh, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. the waifu emblem went with those. Um, I feel like the way socializing and, and stuff is just better here because I'm making choices yeah. and I'm de developing people as I make those social choices. I don't know. Just working out well. I'm, I'm happy with this game. I really am. I'm a little bummed the, that you can't have kids, but it never made sense that you I could never did in the it because it was so. too much stat work to. Yeah, I, yeah, I like. I, I'm already invested in these characters. I don't need 20 more exactly. characters. A because I'm not letting anyone die, so that's pointless already. <laughs> and then B, like I have to worry about leveling them up and whether or not I did a good pairing for their stats. I'm not. No, right, that's too yeah. much. I, I don't I like care. the kids <laughs> thing, but it 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 doesn't need to be in every game. Yeah. I'm glad it's it, gone it for cool now. For, Let's leave it gone forever because, well, for me, I, not appealing. Oh, Fair wow. enough. 
Um, and a good thing about this game is, you, like you mentioned earlier, it does give you a lot of options. So if there's something you particularly don't want to deal with, you can usually you can find a way it. to yeah. skip it. Yeah. yeah. So. So and that's uh, nice. Like so. I don't know if it's good enough though for people who are complaining about it. Is that no? Is, but nothing because you can skip it. Is that going to be enough for them? Yeah, so. I don't know. It's like, do you hear me, that and you're like infuriated? Well, I shouldn't have to skip it. Or is it like, oh, good, I'm glad I have the option to skip it. For like, me, the high time race is all boats. I mean, the more options, the better. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Fell Seal is like that too, where you can customize the game heavily to be what you want it to be, and. Having just come off of that, there are some cracks in Fire Emblem. Like, after playing Fell Seal, it seems a little bizarre that all of your units get to take their turn, and then all of their units just strikes me as antiquated all of a sudden. Like, maybe you should have I let the speed stat. There's a that. reason I think that happens in Fire Emblem, and it's because of permanent unit death. Probably. But that also makes each round, like, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like if you can if you can set things up and lure you know like if you have uh, Dedu in your team, you just you're playing the game on easy mode because he can just tank everything, and then you know anyone who comes near him you can counterattack with the rest of your forces. That's ridiculous, but yeah, it works, I guess. Awkward mm. silence. I gotta get through this game so I can start replaying it. Because <laughs> there's multiple <laughs> there's two paths. Other houses. There, there's at least three <laughs> paths. I've heard that there's a fourth path, at least one secret path. I don't know how it works. I don't know how hard, how hard it is to find on your own. And like, does that mean there's even more? Because you know, again, this game has a lot of inf- misinformation out about it. So I have a question. Why don't I have XP maps to grind on? I have that on all the other Fire Emblems, even on Hard and Insane, and I don't have it here. Oh my gosh, what the heck. Because you can just retreat from battles. I bought the DLC, and all I got was a (laughs) uniform. (laughs) You're right. I can just retreat from battles, so I don't need it, do I? Hmm... Not really. I have everyone. I should. You could the first battle. You should have everyone on A level um, stat experience, right? <laughs> Get everyone to A. Oh. The old Shining Force Two egress. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, Shining Force Two. Remember just healing with well. Sarah yeah. over and over again. And no, how did this it was work? Unstoppable. Oh. You, you just, just heal. Yeah, I... as long as somebody had any damage, you could heal and get some experience for it. Like ten experience every time. Ten, ten heals. You level up. And Sarah's just like this super strong healer that can one shot everything. Oh, nice! <laughs> and then you, you can promote her into a master monk. Yep. What? Get to the end of the battle, only one enemy left or two, and you can egress and then reset the battle. Basically, is what he does. Oh, That's, you can you that can was the do way the retreat thing. Oh. In the old shining forces, it's called. It was an egress spell. Okay. So you reset it that way. Had it. Yeah, you could leave the battle, you know, at any point in the fight, and then come back and level up again. Or the, you get a, what, the little wing, Pegasus wing or whatever. Can you do yeah, it in the first one, too? Angel wing. Yeah, first, Angel wing yeah. it. first and second one. Yeah. I can't Maybe. speak to the best. I think you can in the third, too. So I my think. problem with Shining Force is um, uh, the, I think, just the, the uh, interface. <laughs> yeah. Whenever is. I go back to it, it's like... The first it's like, interface oh, I is hate annoying. Pressing A and everything takes forever, and I can't skip anything. <laughs> I 
I hear Shining Force 2 is better, but I really want to finish the first one before I do 2. I don't know why, since I don't really get to play 3, so... I don't know. You can play 3. Dumb. I can play half of 3, right? Uh, Not really. So 3, it's like... It's the same game three times. It's just a different. Oh. So there's like three different protagonists. Okay. And so you play the one protagonist, and then you play the other. Now playing through one, and then keeping your save, you unlock stuff in the next two. Aha! So you do so get more stuff. It's like don't seeing you? the story. You, I mean, you do lose out on some things, but you can play scenario one, and it's like a Shining Force game in and of itself. But so it's not like. But you're not seeing the full story, are you? You're seeing that perspective of the story right. and then you go through it with another perspective and you actually run into the guy's army and him and story scenes and it's like the same scene but you're it's you're seeing it from the scene from this guy and what led up to there so it's like it's three different stories from the same or three yeah. different main character perspectives as i go through this big war so what you're telling me is i kind of already had this with fates and i don't need to worry about having it again with shining force no, you need to play Shining Force 3. It's fun. Okay. Are there fan translations of those, yes. all those? Okay. Yep. Shining Force uh, translation project. And you can, either if you have a modded Saturn or you can play it on um, Cassini. Do. Cassini's pretty good. Yeah, modern Saturn, you can just burn the fan translations to play that. Oh, modded. Um, What do I have? No, I have region unlocked. I don't have modded, do I? Yeah, okay. So, oh, well. So that case, you need a Cassini I little, emulator. I did the little quick soldering project to add a switch so I could go Japanese mm. or U.S. Okay. Um, and I yep. have I have a, a flash. I have one of those cartridges you're supposed to be able to put in that region unlocks, but it, it's yep. it's not that cartridge. They just sold it to me thinking it was. You got the memory <laughs> one. Yeah, I got the memory one. So there's also yeah, that's the the RAM cart, and it'll do that. So those carts. Uh, those are good. You know, the problem may be that your Saturn's not reading it properly, too. Oh, okay. Because the cart slots on the Saturns are terrible. Yeah. And, like, mine ha doesn't really read my memory card anymore. My memory card, it pisses me off. So I, so, I found it works fine as a memory card, but does nothing. Uh, it doesn't look okay. like all the screenshots I've seen of what I should be seeing if it's letting you region unlock. And so it's yeah. like, I think it's so either a memory card. <laughs> Yeah, either they <laughs> deceived you or they didn't know what they, they were selling. They didn't know. Um, it was at MGC, and the, the seller uh, really didn't understand. It, it was yeah. the right color, and it's mm -hmm. it's like that off-white beige cartridge with like the cereal port on top, and you're like, oh, that looks like it. And it's like, no, it's, That's it's really not. <laughs> yeah. And then some of them you actually need to play a few of the games because the uh, uh, memory requirements for the... The video, the it's like kind of like the N sixty four, the jumper pack where you had to get the upgraded one. Oh, I think some of the Saturn I, yeah, games I don't think it's that it. sort of RAM card. It's like just a save game RAM. Yeah, yours cartridge. is. Yeah, okay. But some actually require that yes. little RAM card. But it's like yeah. three games, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think they're <laughs> Japanese too. Yeah. You know what the best part of Fire Emblem Three Houses is? What? You only have to buy it once. Um, okay, yes, that is cool. You know what the worst part, part of Fire Emblem Three Houses is? What's uh, that? The seven frames a second I get while running around the school on, on my television mm. when it's trying to do 1080p and you can hear the Switch fan going at full tilt. Yeah, it is a bit choppy, <laughs> right. isn't it? When I play it on my TV, you know those little cool art scenes in between? Yeah. And there's that little uh, screen that comes up that kind of tells you what the next chapter name is? Yeah. 
on my TV, the voice guy leaves off the first word of each one, and it sounds really funny. Oh, that's weird. But when I play it on handheld version, it's he says it just fine. Are you going through a receiver that's maybe auto turning off the sound channel because it hasn't gotten I'm, anything after a few seconds? I'm going through a receiver, but mine doesn't do that. Oh, well, then that's weird. I had a receiver that used to do that, and it annoyed me greatly. And the new one doesn't, but... I don't think mine does. I, hadn't, I haven't you noticed see, any other thing I've uh, done. What you could try is not going through the receiver and go straight to the TV and out the TV oh, speakers no, and see... Oh, okay, well, never mind. My setup is like... Right, you have a crazy retro setup, don't you? Well, not it's not really the retro setup. It's I have a little wall nook thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's in my media room where all my stuff goes there on this one side of the room. Yeah, and the TV's mounted on the other side of the room up oh, top. Okay, and there's a so all my receiver everything plugs in my receiver on that side, and then a little cord runs through the wall to the TV. So I'd have to like do a bunch of I'd have to get a long cord and then move where the switch dot it'd be. Yeah, not it's not for my setup it wouldn't work, but. I haven't noticed that thing in any other game but this one, so I don't know if it just hasn't hap- had a reason to happen yet with this receiver, or if it's just doing something goofy with the game and the sound. But I, I just noticed that. Such- but see, it's not. I don't think it is that because it'll. You know, it says like three lines, like chapter four, and there's like a, a two or three words, and then another two or three words after that. The first. Part of each of those things he leaves out. Hmm. So it's like the switch isn't totally, it's like lagging behind itself trying to display all that. I think it's loading still. Have you noticed the loading thing uh, responds to your motion controller? So the dude on the bottom of the screen, uh, if you, it's the right Joy-Con or the Switch Pro controller. It'll respond to either. If you tilt left or right is what direction he'll run, and if you press B, he'll jump. What? I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I must test this out. Yes. Because I sat here with when my girlfriend was playing over the earlier this week, she was I find that just ridiculously endearing the way this character runs back and forth on the screen, the cute little sprite. I also like how the sprite looks like both the male and female Byleth at the same time. I know, I don't know how they figured out well, there's like two different ones, but they both whatever. They're both fine. Oh, there are different ones? Oh. I I, yeah, yeah. It's pretty subtle, but you can kind of tell well, after looking at it for a while. Um you see this? Oh, you are a genius. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yep. I was uh, sitting here wondering, like, why are they running back and forth? <laughs> why is it sometimes always running to the left? Right? Because <laughs> I just thought it was Depends just how you're holding the controller. thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I am not very bright. Oh, well, that's obviously not part of a guide. All right, and I'm distracted reading through instructions <laughs> on patching Shining Force 3. And, all right, I need lots of disks. All right, anyway. <laughs> I have to go import some disks. All right, so let's move on. No, Nathan, you've played another game, right? Yes, uh, the grandest old of the grandest old first-person shooters, if you ignore Wolfenstein. You played I... Doom, their recently released port yep. of the original Doom. Nathan, what platform did you play it on? PlayStation 4, of course. Oh, okay. You dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Um, there have been some issues with the Switch version of that game. I will never buy a multiplat on the Switch. You, um, uh, just, oh, really? I will get yeah. it cheaper on the PlayStation 4. I will get trophies yeah. if it's multiplayer. Buy everything will... on PC then. then. <laughs> yeah, but I like physical games, so... Oh, you know. all right, all right. 
I'm one so, of those people. Yeah. If you're interested in this, because this influenced me a lot this week, Digital Foundry did a um, big, long comparison of the Doom ports, because uh, the guy there likes Doom a lot. <laughs> They've done wow. Doom videos yeah. before. And they talk all about Doom on the Switch and what's going on. And let's let's just say Doom on the Switch is not good until you get to Doom 3, in which case it's a very good port for the Switch. Um, but Doom 1 and 2... Not so much, and even on the PS4 and Xbox One, there are issues with it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Like we're talking I mean, pixel sizing issues. The the music is wrong and stuff, and just oh, other man. things. And like they they exported with MIDI and then just played it as sound clips, and it so it doesn't sound right. And like he's got got the whole thing you can just delve right into this and um i highly recommend watching that if you care at all but regardless of the controversy yeah it's on youtube uh, okay digital foundry yeah the the new doom trilogy console ports there's good news and bad news and hint the good news is doom 3 bad news is everything else um have they fixed the bethesda login thing is my question. i didn't have any trouble with it um, <laughs> i don't think I that really was on any... ps4 i think that was only on switch that it was going crazy i i don't know i I heard people say it was on other things too, like Xbox, but oh. I didn't have trouble with it. Um, I don't really, I didn't really see any flaws with the game yet, except for playing with the controllers, just really, really weird. Uh huh. Like I'm used to being able to aim more accurately, but that's a sacrifice you make when you. The impression you know, I got from the video is, as far as the PS4 goes, someone like me who just has, yeah, I know, I know about Doom. I've played Doom. If I were to play this, I would not notice anything wrong either. And if you started side by side in it like those folks at Digital Foundry do, is when you'd start noticing little details. And if you're an insane Doom obsessed person, like apparently the person who wrote this video is, um, then you'd you'd definitely notice. But also you have problems. So yeah, fortunately I mean, you don't have those problems, Nathan. Issues. You just spend hours resetting battles in Fire Emblem, so you're fine. I have different problems. You have different yes. problems. <laughs> I just, it's not like this is something I do, I, I can try to spin it like it's a guide thing, like I'm just trying to oh, really yeah, understand the how this works, yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe it does help a little bit, but no, it's just it's that I'm just anal you. and it'll yeah. bug me forever <laughs> if I have to take a two-point level. That's just the way it is. It's just So quirk. how's Doom on the PS4? Are you liking it? It is, it is just a big... You boot, boot up E1, M1, and you're like, dun, 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 dun. yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it's supposed to have one to four player local co op, too, and I'm just like, who's going to play co op Doom? What? Me and my girlfriend, that's who. Oh, okay. Did you try it? Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't willing to jump in. Well, she was playing Fire Emblem at the time, so I actually had to stream it onto my PC from... Yeah, this is the weirdest thing. Streaming Doom from my console to my PC. and What? Why? Yeah. Your PC plays Doom. Why would you do that? Yes, and I even have Doom. Because you just want the trophy, the... don't you? Kinda, yeah. Um, oh, Nathan. <laughs> I'm I'm a very simple person. Uh, you can usually find a trophy at the bottom of... Power Lord says I'm an idiot, and the original <laughs> Doom had co-op, so... I mean, maybe, but Since I 93. never played it with any... I mean, I know it had, like, online deathmatch and stuff, it's but... A, it has co-op, but you needed a separate PC for each game. Or each player. Uh, I never played it co-op. Of course so. not. You'd need to go to a LAN party and do that. Who and... played it co-op? People Except at LAN for... parties, I bet. Come on. I remember people hooking them up together. Yeah, but it was, I think you had to do, like, a... 
a special cable and shit. It wasn't serial cable or IPX cable or I think so. Yeah. yeah. I remember doing that with Halo two back in the day, just having friends bring oh, their Xboxes yeah. over and I remember doing that with Red Alert back in the day. <laughs> Crossover <laughs> Ethernet IPX networks. Let's do it. Why do I get the impression that your back in the day is further back than my back in the day? Am I wrong about that? I'm born in eighty one. What about okay, so Jonathan? Just, just 82. 82 yeah. Okay, I'm born we in 85. We are technically so... still millennials, depending on whose calendar you're looking on. No, you're millennials. Yeah. You're definitely millennials. I heard some millennials start at 85. Some some people Not count all. it, yeah. It, it, they cut, the cutoff's anywhere between 80 and 85, depending on whose BS list you're looking at. Since are they called it's all made up to begin with. Zennials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, matter. but you don't want to be Generation X, do you? I mean, No, but Generation X is, is further back than that. It, it, it's made up. It's made up. It's because, well, the millennials, you think they've always grown up. See, we grew up in the 80s and then most of the 90s where we didn't have internet. We didn't have all that kind of stuff. So we have, like, part of our life, part of our formative years is one way, and then the whole transition happened in the middle of our teens. So Yeah, but we got to experience both. So no. we actually. Here, that's here's why the bigger problem. Here's the bigger <laughs> problem. The 80s music is considered oldies now. Oh, well, yeah. So, depending on how that impacts you, I think, is more defining about you than anything else. No, embrace it. <laughs> when I hear em- that, I'm like, I'm games. depressed. Like, oldies. But that was what my grandma listened to in the car. That, that was Wait, way older than 80s. You know what? <laughs> what makes me feel even more old, so stuff that's, like, getting their 20-year anniversaries, like, lately, or stuff, you know, from the 90s is 20 years ago. When we grew up in the 90s, remember how old the 70s seemed? Yeah. The nineties to oh, us was no. the seventies to us in the nineties. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just ruined everything. I was gonna be all optimistic, and I have to go jump off a building now. But... Yeah, <sighs> that's so nineteen twenties. I didn't think remember, about that. I should have remember growing about up that. and like Led Zeppelin and yeah. Rolling Stones. All that Those was like classic old. rock. Yeah, and, yeah, that's like Nirvana now is like that old compared to us when we were growing up. Oh. You get them. <laughs> You're just ruining everything. But like, but you're not wrong because I mean I'm about to get the console editions of the Infinity Engine games and they're mostly 20 years old. So you tell like, me that most of the music I think is bad is bad just because I didn't grow up with it. No, it's bad. Okay. It's just bad. All right. Like I can look back at music from the 70s and 80s and. But it, I didn't like that when I was young. Now oh, I appreciate. I did. Are you crazy? I appreciate older music now more than I did when I was younger, and I. I assume that was because I developed taste, but maybe it's just because I'm old. I don't know. Um, did everyone here grow up and no, we did like the Ninja Turtles? Yes, I like okay. the Ninja Turtles. Okay, that's that's like the general. There's like age, new turtles. I need to figure out. New, there's like newer turtles, dude, and apparently there's no. like a good one. No, there's not. No. Yeah, like Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja, Ninja Turtles we watch now. So the, the the year difference from back when we watched it is like the old Hanna Barbera stuff from when we grew up. Oh, yeah. no, you're not wrong because I, I just and I'm actually the... okay with that because quite frankly, if you go back and look at the animation of like Transformers and Turtles, it's not that great. There's better That's stuff nice. to be had. However, good. I don't like that everything is computer animated. Like yeah, there should still be some hand animation, but no. <laughs> Apparently, I went back and watched the nineteen ninety Ninja Turtles movie on YouTube yesterday, and 
Yeah, screw yeah. all this. When are we getting a new reboot? We need a new reboot for a new no, generation. It, that's it. when it ended. Nineteen ninety Turtles movie based off the comic. Fantastic. Oh, you're Good missing. Look. You're missing. Oh. No, I'm talking about the show reboot. We need a new oh, reboot for okay, a new generation. Gotcha. The actual right. re- the show reboot made yeah, in Canada. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It, it has to look as crappy as the original. No, one. no, it's got to be. They upgrade a single polygon. First of all, they did. If you go to the later seasons, they did upgrade, and they need to continue upgrading. It should be. It should look better than Toy Story. Okay, so now it's going to be like Lion King. It's going to. Oh wow! It could be, couldn't it? That would be weird. No, it needs to look like computers. So it's going to end up being Wreck It Ralph. Hmm. Hmm. We have a problem here. We got to figure that out. Oh boy! You know what they did? Lots of shiny surfaces. As long as they've got lots of shiny surfaces, I think it'll be okay. Fair enough. They were they all like, as soon as they could do reflections, they were like all on board with doing reflections. <laughs> well, I want a themselves. reboot video game, and I want it made by Double Fine because they know how to turn a they know how to make a video game that's essentially Saturday morning cartoon, aka Psychonauts. So they could do it. Okay, I'm just this is just I'm just oozing nostalgia wishes that don't go anywhere. I should. We should move on, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's get on with it. Uh, I have no feedback, um, mostly because I don't know where it lives normally now. But let's go to news then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do without my wife. <laughs> I've got no voicemails, I can tell you that much. So let's do headlines. First off, X-Need, X-Need. X-Seed has announced the Hero Land Noble Edition. Noble is spelled K-N-O-W. It's a retail edition for their 2D RPG Hero Land. It's the only way to get the game physically. It's going to be 50 bucks on the Switch and PS4 from the XSeed game stores, while the digital game is only going to be 40 bucks. So the physical edition comes with the game, a drawstring pouch, musical selection CD, a theme park-style folded map. That's kind of cool. And it's got, like, the attractions. That's weird. And a sumo wrestling papercraft. Oh, okay, so all the little characters are papercraft, well, kind of papercraft, and then the, it's a sumo ring for them to stand on. I hope that makes sense when you play the game, because without context, it's weird. Uh, it is a uh, Hero Land is set in a hero-based theme park where the protagonist works part-time, featuring retro-styled graphics. Right. It's coming out this fall. Uh, the Good part-time. Life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. The Good Hero is that. Sorry. The Good Life has been pushed back to 2020. If you remember, Good Life is the one where you turn into a dog or cat at, at night, depending on what you choose when you start the game. Um, and uh, and you're a journalist trying to figure out what's going on in this town. Uh, it's been in development for forever. It's from the person, Swery, who made like um, Deadly Premonition, right? Is that the one? I have to remember. No idea. Swery Games. Yeah, Deadly Premonitions and D4, Dark Dreams May Die. Yeah. All right, so that's been pushed back till next year, so nobody is shocked by that. Cthulhu Saves the World now has a prequel. Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Yeah, that's right, what? Santa's in trouble and Cthulhu's going to save him. <laughs> As you fight against Krampus, Mary Lwyd, and other like mythological holiday-related monsters. <laughs> okay, how is this a fight? How is this what? A how fight? is this a fight? Well, how Cthulhu does... should just... I, I know, mean... Cthulhu should win everything, right? Everything should be yes. insane as soon as they see him. That's not kind of how Cthulhu works in these games. He doesn't have that much power. Yeah. But um, 
So Anna Marie has a character named after her in these games, which she still hasn't played, by the way. She's not played Cthulhu Saves the World. She has not played, um, um, what's it called? Star- Starlight Princess. Um, Cosmic Star Heroine. Cosmic Star Heroine. Thank you. Starlight Princess. <laughs> I got to make a game called that now. Cosmic Star Heroine. These games that have the cat named after her in it. But uh, apparently it will be in this one too, in theory. And um, Oh, right. This game has Persona-style relationships. Um, only since it's Cthulhu, they're called relationships. R-Y apostrophe L-E-H. Mm. And uh, our own Adrian Denauden coined that term on Twitter and is getting a credit in the game for it. So <laughs> relationships is amazing. I love it. <laughs> So we'll see how that works. And uh, it's coming out, I assume, around Christmas. But nothing's been confirmed for release window or anything. So let's hope they get it out by Christmas. Uh, Yokai Watch is getting a Switch game in Japan for now. Um, it will be, let's see, what's it called? Level 5 has announced it. It's going to be physically and digitally available in October in Japan. New graphics, compatibility with Yokai Art and DX Yosenken toys. Must be toys you can buy in Japan. And it's the original Yokai Watch game. It's just been remastered. Okay. So they're just putting it out again because that's what you do when you have a franchise, right? Just re release it. W- like, aren't they coming out with the fourth one, or did that one already come out in Japan? Or Sure. I don't know. <laughs> it looks nice. I'll tell you, this remaster looks nice, so if they're going to re- relaunch it again in the U.S. with this remaster, I'm sure Anna will play it, and you'll hear all about it here on RPG Cast. Till then, uh, here's an announcement for The Outer Worlds, which is that Obsidian um, game from uh, Private Division and Obsidian Entertainment. They're making a game that basically looks like a Fallout game, only without the Fallout license. So it's set in a space world. Um, You land on a planet, and then it looks like Fallout New Vegas once you get to the city, and I don't know what happens after that. And most people don't seem to care because it's like, oh, cool, another Fallout New Vegas. I can't wait. At least that's what the staff impressions seem to be, right? I mean, I hope so. Fallout New Vegas was... Well, aside from the bugs, pretty great. So they've announced they're porting it to the Switch. Um, it's a separate mm-hmm. studio doing the port called Virtuos. I don't know what else they've done, if they do good or bad. Um, it'll be coming out after the release of the main game. So the main game comes out October 25th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The Switch version will come later. But hey, Switch version, yay! People like that. Hopefully it's Very good, good chance I'll be writing a guide for that. <laughs> Fair enough. You do Fallout guides? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, one, Can three, you tell me New what, Vegas, and four. When does Fallout 4 get good? Is the answer oh, never? Oh, that's controversial. Depends what you're looking for. Okay. Um, if you like old school Fallout, I like, um I like old school Fallout, and yeah, I think that just might be the problem. I like old school Fallout, but I enjoyed Fallout 4. I enjoyed Fallout oh, 4, too. Oh, I mean, there's like this scene, this, this quest things. line in 4 where you're dealing with this detective guy. I liked that. Uh, there's some good characters and some okay quest lines, but yeah. if you're not fond of like the, the first-person shooter gameplay and picking up every piece of junk and building vats settlements, back. then... I don't want Vats. I want the original... 
I well, should play Wasteland. It's not the game for you. Do. Like, I should play Wasteland too. <laughs> yes, that's the or Wasteland three when it comes out. Yeah, um, should be I mean, out I, soon. I like the original. I like the new ones. I do not like seventy six because I have some self respect, but I'm told uh, I should try Fallout New Vegas before writing off New Fallout. I just mm, haven't gotten around to it. Play it on PC. Well, what else would I play it on? PS three? Come on. <laughs> it's basically non-functional on PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, that's not an exaggeration. I I was writing the guide for that on PS3 because oh, why? can you guess? Can you guess why? No, trophies. trophies. Oh, <laughs> and I was getting near the end of the Get guide. Achievements instead. Come on, what are you doing? I it it started getting to the point where, like, if I let the game play for longer than fifteen minutes, it would Break. it wouldn't go down to quite one frame per second. Because that was too fast for what the game was actually doing, <laughs> it would just like be freeze framed, and then it would update every like ten seconds. Oh, that's point and one so frames per second. Yeah, I'd have to keep like restarting the game, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to finish this. But I persevered. Um, I had about fifteen minutes to do what I wanted, and it was mostly in the New Vegas Strip, which just you know is where a lot of the end game stuff happens. So that's not that good, but. 15 minutes up, it's acting up. Reset, let's try it again. So, uh, yeah, 250 megabytes of RAM was not enough for that game. No. So. Oh, all right. Sunless Skies is getting new updates. So, Sunless Skies is an exploration focused RPG. I don't remember. How does this work? Is this one where you're in a, on a boat? It's got that overhead ship, and yeah, there's like a right. space one too now. Okay. This might be the space one. I don't know. Oh, let's see. These, this update includes the addition of the second most requested feature, a horn for the player's interplanetary locomotive. So there you go. It's the <laughs> space one. Um, it also features new attacks for creatures and locomotives, as well as an improved UI visual updates and adjustment to the encounter rate. And they announced a major update called Hoarders, which will have a new officer called the Chiropterous Hoarder, a winged horror of profound cunning and unreliable manners. <laughs> you also get the ability to upgrade your engine, construct a, tr- a bunch of details that you would care about if you play the game. It's coming out in <laughs> September. I've never played it. It's a follow-up to Sunless Sea, and there you go. It takes place in space following London's expansion into the final frontier. No. Well, fair enough. Isn't that like sort of a horror game i thought i don't know i never got into those so somebody hopefully somebody knows more about that and they can respond on the comments right, london's pro- expansion not not like the uk london, london right yeah <laughs> like if they're not talking about like victorian steampunk london then i have no interest hmm All right, so Spearhead Games has announced that Sandbox RPG Project Witchstone, whatever that is, will be coming to PS4 and Xbox One. It was previously announced for PC. All three game, all three versions will come out in quarter two, 2020. It's inspired by classic pen and paper RPGs set on a new colonized continent with competing factions vying for control. I don't know anything about this. We have an indie re- E3 roundup. You can read about it. Apparently it was at E3. And, oh, Oh, this game. Oh, this is a PC RPG-ish. Yeah. Yeah, look at the trailer. We got a trailer in the story on this. And uh, if you're into, like, your 
your divinities and stuff like that, you might care about a game like this. I'm not into those games at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I should be more into them than I am. I just don't have time to be into them all. I have to play 300 hours of Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to reset battles and grind. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't have the time to do that. And I don't know what it is. I feel like I make progress when I have lunch with my students in Fire Emblem, and when I die in a battle for the 14th time in like um, one of these Divinity Two games, and it's like. Uh... I don't feel like worrying about elemental combos. I don't wanna, and and <laughs> I stop playing, and I shouldn't, but I do. <sighs> What's wrong with me? Everything. Okay, doesn't matter. Not important if I finish the games. It's important to have fun. Stygian: Reign of the Old Ones is releasing in September, and Stygian is from One C Entertainment and Cultic Games. It's a Lovecraftian RPG. So here's more Cthulhu stuff. It'll launch Yay. for 30 bucks on Steam, PC, Mac, and Linux, September 26th, funded through Kickstarter, then they got a publisher, and uh, it's simulating and providing dialogue options based on a character mental state and offers recruitable characters. This will probably be really hard, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, you got stat distributions, you're walking around, there's combat, you lose sanity... Yeah, this is not for me. Okay, cool. Stygian, Reign of Chaos. Um, Forged of Blood is out now on Steam. Do you not know what Forged of Blood is? Oh, I'll tell you. It's Critical Forge's combination of turn-based tactical RPG and grand strategy. Wait. So, both strategy genres in one game? What? So, how does this work? Throwing the tedium of Persona into the tedium of Fire Emblem. That won't work. Well, except that it does. Uh, oh, so, yeah. yeah, so it's a grand strategy style campaign map. And then it's tactical RPG combat. So you know what this makes me think of? Like, I've always wondered why there isn't more like um, Heroes of Might and Magic, but the battle system being like TRPG. And I'm wondering mm. if that's what this feels like. I think it might be. This is one I had in my wish list. And I wonder if I put it on there from E3. It's on my Steam wish list. So I got notified, and it looked pretty cool. I'm well, definitely... I like the skill trees. It looks very it's on my radar. Yeah, I want to hear how some people feel about it. It's out now, so hopefully we'll have a review soon. Um, it has a tri-axis personality plot system based on the per- philosophies of altruism, rationalism, and hedonism in place of a traditional good and evil scale. So everyone's going to play hedonists, and uh, mm. we'll see where that gets you. So, yay. What game was that again? Forged, Forged of, Blood. of Blood. Okay. F-O-R-G-E-D of Blood. 30 bucks. It is a very good chance of being bought and included in my Steam library to sit there for years. We have <laughs> uh, two 20-minute videos of gameplay footage for it if you want to check it out. So they sent that over and you, you can see. Um, what else we got? We've got Sony showing off some RPGs for PS4 at China Joy. It's a expo in China, of course, um, in Shanghai. They had a pre-event press conference. They showed off some Chinese-developed games. Uh, the first one was MiHoYo's Gen- Genshin Impact, which was recently announced for iOS, Android, and Nintendo Switch. Huh? Um, it's also coming to PS4. Uh, the game's an open-world action RPG and set to be released worldwide in 2020. Okay. 
got to learn more about that. Also, there was Thinking Stars's cyberpunk RPG, RPG Anno... Oh, sorry. The title is Anno Mutationum. A-N-N-O colon Mutationum. Mutation E-M. Yeah, all right. It's set in a future metropolis sometime <laughs> after a catastrophic event and incorporates part of the SCP Foundation open source setting? What? What's this? Oh, that must be a role-playing system, isn't it? Uh, meanwhile, FIST is a Metroidvania from TI Games and stars a rabbit with a large mechanical arm on his back. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Where's a video of that? <laughs> where's the Where's the rabbit with the robot? Is that this, FIST? Give me the robot. Power Lord in the chat says SCP system means weirdness. All right, first, let's go to this Metroidvania with the robot. Oh, wow, it's like hyper-realistic robot or rabbit robot arm. Uh. Yeah, that rabbit totally has robot arm and is fighting robots. Okay. Does he have a fluffy bunny tail? I, I can't tell. He's too busy beating everything up. No, I don't think so. He's got pants on, so... Cardinal Sin, cartoon characters don't wear pants. Come on. They're not supposed to. Nah. No? Uh, I guess so. Anyway, he's uh, that is a big arm. He really does have a big robot arm. Okay. And fighting bosses, and it looks like... Um, what does it remind me of? It reminds me of um, that Unreal Engine game that was a... from Epic that was a Metroidvania... Uh, That's not really narrowing it down too much, is it? Yes, it is. Because <laughs> it was an indie game, and it was 20 bucks, and... Oh, he really is a rabbit, and his nose twitches. That's very cute. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, you guys would know what I'm talking about if I had the, the name of the game. Isn't that, that's a definitive <laughs> statement, right? If I knew what the game yeah. was called, you'd totally know what I was talking about. If you All told right. us what you were talking about, we'd know you were talking <laughs> about. Describe it more. Describe Shadow it. Complex. The chat's got it. Shadow mm. Complex. There we go. Unreal Engine game from Epic. That's a Metroidvania. There's only one game that meets those requirements. Anyway, it has a Shadow Complex you look to me. Uh, I'm probably wrong because I'm always wrong. But anyway. So we also have a final RPG shown here called AI Limit, an action RPG from Palm Pioneers Sense Games. P players control Arissa, decking her out with headgear, bodywear, limbwear, and other items to grant her abilities and create an outfit. Was this more cyberpunk stuff? All right. There's uh, exploration and combat in this game, variety of weapon types, and uh, multiple endings. No release dates or regions have been announced for any of these other than, like, the very first one, which is going to be coming out worldwide. The first one was uh, Genshin... Uh, excuse me. The first one was <sighs> Genshin Impact, which is a straight-up action RPG and coming to, like, everything. So... Um, all these games look kind of cool. I really like the look of all of them. So hopefully we'll get them all and we can try them. Uh, yeah, go check out those videos and get excited for Chinese games. Yay. wonder how far away we are from like the first big AAA masterpiece. Out of China? Yeah, out of China. I mean, because if, already if been Poland can do anyway. it, anybody can, right? Yeah, all right. Well, here's AI Limit has a very near vibe to it. Huh. Oh. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Right, 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 a near right, right. look, but it's a much slower combat system. Okay, yeah. I remember seeing that game before. Looks, looks like a Dark Soulsy. All right. 
Which is what I say about any game where dodging matters. <laughs> That's how I define Dark Soulsy. <laughs> yeah, uh, my girlfriend is pretty much convinced that harder levels of Warriors games are Dark Soulsy. No, <laughs> she. I'm gonna would... I'm gonna reject that, but I get where you're coming from. <laughs> the block button is not in her repertoire, so if you force her to use it, she is like, "What is this Souls?" All right, so here we go. We have a new game coming from the Momodora people. Um, at least I assume it's the same people. It's a spiritual sequel to Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight, which is a Metroidvania where you play a, a magic wielder who turns into a kitty cat and you solve puzzles and, and blow up people. This is a 2D side-scrolling action RPG. Follows sisters Samilla and Fran as they venture forth under orders from the church to stop witches from undertaking a heretical ceremony. It's called Minoria. We have a video, a release trailer. Is it out now? It's... August 27th, it'll be out. Um, and I see people with cat ears, so I assume there's more kitty cats in this game. If if not the player character, at least, you know, enemies or something. Because, you know, cat girls are required for everything now, right? Of course. Well, that lady looked more like a lizard girl. So I don't know what's going on. And that lady has antlers, so I'm really lost now. I don't know what's happening. Now she's talking to a slug. I don't know what's happening anymore. So, so cat ears are fine, but once they start having antlers, you are just no, discombobulated. It's the, I got lost with I, but slug now. I don't know what's okay. happening. Maybe you turn into a slug. That'd be a really slow gameplay. Sluggy, sluggy, sluggy. It'd take a long time to get through a screen, wouldn't it? Maybe you have like you're, a maybe you're like the, slide moves. Yeah, what, like wasn't there a movie about a snail that was really fast, like Turbo oh, or I something don't. like that? Maybe you're like that. I don't know. No, that's just a straight-up demon girl with really large cat ears. I, this doesn't make sense. I can't classify this, therefore it's... Anyway, game's 20 bucks. Steam, GOG, Humble Store, Itch.io. All the indie platforms on PC. There you go. Hmm. Except Epic. No Epic. Yay! Oh, yay? Okay. <laughs> um... Let's see. Tower of Time coming to consoles in 2020. What's Tower of Time? Digirati and Event Horizon have announced the computer RPG Tower of Time's coming to consoles. It must already be on PC. I just don't remember. That's oh, another one of those PC RPGs. Yeah. Real-time mm. combat system yep. called Arrow Time, which lets players slow down proceedings to give orders. So not real-time with pause. Arrow Time. Ah. It's coming to PC. Uh, excuse, yeah. PC, no, no. PC and Linux came out earlier this year. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in quarter one, 2020. Oof. And at that time, there'll be a patch that adds RPG Lite and permadeath modes to the PC ports and the, and the Linux ports. And gamepad support. So, I don't know anything about this game, but it looks like another Jonathan game. Maybe he'll have time for it. Maybe I know it's been on my wish list for a while. Tower of Time? Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's see, did I actually buy that looking in my Steam? <laughs> yes, I own it. Oh, cool. Have you ever installed it? <laughs> I have not. Okay, cool. I purchased cool. it in December. I guess I got it on the winter sale. Cool. It's been sitting in my box since the... Two, so it's a recent buy, last December. Okay. If I ever play it, I'll let you guys know. All right, perfect. <laughs> 
Let's see. Um, Persona 5 Royal Livestream gave us new details about Persona 5 Royal. So what do we got? Memento screenshots. We have some... What is this? What? Hold on. Um, they had Goro Akechi's character trailer and the fourth Morgana report video. Those would all be in Japanese. So, um, A new character, Jose. A new character. Hmm. He's a robotic boy. Like, think, uh, yeah, he's a robotic boy who's trying to find out more about humans. And he can turn the Ishii items found in Mementos into accessories and trade them for any flowers player f- players find. Um, okay. So I guess he sh- he's a, a, a shopkeeper. You, you deal with in Mementos is what it looks like. And yeah. All right. And uh, Goro's confident is going to be changed. It will level up in the same manner as other confidence and ability to including new abilities to acquire. And that makes people who've played Persona 4 wonder if some things will be changing about the plot, or excuse me, Persona 5, if it'll change uh, some big details about the plot of Persona 5, perhaps, given those changes to Goro's uh, social link. So that's interesting, but I'm going to wait. Um, let's see. PS4 share function will allow players to share content up until mid-December in game, and then one new palace dungeon is... Con- <laughs> so once again, Atlas is saying, oh, you can't share anything that's new. No, you can't. No. <laughs> Just get over it. We all, like, anyone Come who could possibly care to share this has no, a capture card. I, it's so stupid. Just get over yourselves. It'll... It'll this is a stupid. And Sony never should have put this in. Anyways, Sony never should have put that feature in. Just bugs the crap out of me when I'm playing some games. Like, and it's like this scene is blocked. Why? Who cares? Like, I, wonder, I didn't care. Blocking was the only way they could put blocked. sharing in. But like, if not, they never should have put the blocking in. Uh, it's annoying. It All right. Me. So, uh, just to refresh you, Persona Five Royals coming out in Japan for Persona or for PlayStation Four. Not Persona 4. PlayStation 4 on October 31st, 2019. It'll come out in North America and Europe sometime in 2020. You get a new playable character, Kasumi. We know we have this new shop character, Jose. We know we're affecting uh, the existing character, Goro, a lot. Um, There'll be a third trimester of the school year that's now in the game. So you get January through April, um, which is a lot more game. Uh, New locations, new events, new combat strategies, other features... I have no idea if you can load your save game in or if you have to start fresh. I'm pretty sure you have to start fresh. That's lame. I want to do a new game plus. Like, give me some credit somewhere. The real question is, does it have a new trophy list? Of course it does. It's a new game title. (laughs) So you have to play it all again. So Anna and I I are are watching through the Persona 5 anime. And uh, we've been having fun with that because it's all music from the game and it's all the same story and stuff for the game. So it's it's like playing through the game again, but spending a fraction of the time doing it. And <laughs> both of us are like, well, maybe we should just play the game again. And then we're like, nope, we're going to save all that energy and put it into Persona 5 Royal when it comes out. So Where are you, where are you watching this? Uh, Crunchyroll. Okay. Is it in English or still it's subtitled? Uh. I did not see a dub, but maybe there's one somewhere. I don't know. You'd want to check Hulu and Netflix for that. Um, let's see. What else we got? Persona 5. 
Oh, that's it. Okay. I found feedback from the last show, so we're going to do that now. It's a little Hooray. break until we get into the editorials. Um, first off, Shaman says, question of the week, which was... What was the question of the week? Uh, I should tell you what the question of the week was. It was, do you play downer games, ones with challenging heavy themes like death and, and war with consequences like heavy rain, papers please, corpse party, that dragon's cancer. Shaman says, I've tried to play some really dark games like Oninaki and Persona 3, huh? but I've had to get out of them because of depression kicking in. I've watched a former roommate play papers please, and it wasn't that bad, but the scariest thing about heavy rain is in the director's chair. <laughs> Commenting about the real-life director. Okay. Uh, question of the week. Never really gone out of my way to avoid or seek downer games, says Crawl, but I've certainly played a few. Papers, Please is simply a really well-designed game with a deliciously dark sense of humor alongside the oppressive police state atmosphere. This War of Mind does a good job of hammering home the senselessness of war, at least until the point where you crack the game systems and work out who can be killed with impunity. Corpse Party just scared the bejeebers out of me, but I eventually became numb to the darkness and, to my dis- surprise, ultimately enjoyed it. Here, here, crawl. That's how I felt. But that said, I'm not going back to any other Corpse Parties. <laughs> One was enough. <laughs> a standout for me was Retznam, says Crawl, which is a physics puzzle-based adventure game on Steam and mobile. I did find that one unrelentingly bleak, but it was all the more memorable for it. Retznam is monsters spelled backwards, by the way. So, uh, Featherhoof writes in and says, For the question of the week, I think so, assuming your definition and mine line up. I've played games like Gone Home, Her Story, and Soma, and absolutely love them despite how they tug so hard at the feels. Maybe because they tug so hard at the feels. I'd even put Ori in the Blind Forest in this category, despite being primarily a Metroidvania, albeit an extremely pretty one. I know many have a problem with David Cage games, but I played Beyond Two Souls, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But the most emotionally impactful game I ever played was A Way Out. Me and my buddy were blabbering like babies by the end of it. Anna and I need to play A Way Out. Yeah. That's, the, that's the jailbreak game, and I've heard mm-hmm. like it's not very good, but also it's a co-op game, so you know you're going to have fun. <laughs> All right, so that's our feedback. Thank you. If you'd like to leave feedback, we need a question of the week. I don't know what it is, but when we figure it out, we'll tell you. And then um, uh, you can leave that with ways that I'll tell you once we have a question. <laughs> What's your favorite Fire Emblem game? Favorite Fire Emblem. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email, or just post it in the show thread, because that's the place I know where I'll be able to find it. And you'll be able to respond on Twitter, too. And we'll probably have some more depressing games talk next week when Anna's here to help us find all that feedback. Yeah, and not just let you explain why it's your favorite. Why is it your favorite? Podcaster at pingamer.com, 608-729-4098 for the voicemail or text it. And, um, yeah, post it in the show thread. Either Any of those work. And if you pick Fates, tell which version of it. Uh, um, Revelations, because you actually get the answers and it's like everything goes crazy. Uh, Conquest is the best game of the three, but like Fates, I, I like Revelations for the story. But yeah, Conquest was the better game. It was the hardest. Well, you don't need to poison the well. Oh, sorry, you asked me. Oh no, that you was just talk about an Fire addendum. Emblem. You made me talk about Fire Emblem. Again, I know. Let's I'm go on. Fire, I'm poisoning the well. Oh, I'm a bad person. Josh Carpenter. Um, uh, 
finally finished reviewing Record of Agorist War Mariage. And, uh, sorry. I'm just looking at the screenshots for this and realized even the tame screenshots for that game look naughty. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can read his review where he gives it a two out of five. Ooh. This is a game that I enjoyed watching Josh suffer through and give us screenshots of. Um, other than that, it was a, it's an adult game, and uh, you can see how he enjoyed it. Um, we have a final wrap-up of JRPG July from Sam Walker, and you can see write-ups about Persona Q2 and Judgment and Heavensward and Tactics, like Final Fantasy Tactics, and Mother 3, and um, what else we got? Fire Emblem Three Houses and SMT4 Apocalypse. And Atelier Lulua and Fire Emblem <laughs> and Trails of Cold Steel. Wow. There's a lot of write-ups here. You can go read up that, see what people thought about old games and new games and other games. Soul Seraph got an impression. Soul Seraph, if you're wondering, is that uh, game that was heavily inspired by ActRaiser. And so we have a impression from Phil Willis about that. Um, the only thing I've heard about this game is that it feels um, very much like the original ActRaiser, perhaps too much so. But uh, I have not tried it yet. So maybe uh, since I love ActRaiser, I might like it. Maybe not. You can see what Phil thought and uh, get an idea if you might want to jump in. It's like it's a, not an expensive game. I think it's only 15 or 20 bucks, right? So Soul Seraph impression. And then finally we get some briefs. We have Atelier Riza info. If you're one of those Atelier heads, you'll want to head over and get some info on the girls. Um, I'm not, and I'm not going to try and pretend I am. Chris Tales, uh, they have a developer feedback uh response where they're talking about the developer feedback from the chris tales demo which i played that demo it looks amazing i liked it i can't wait for the game it's it's like a jrpg but with like time manipulation mechanics that's really cool and going back and forth from the future and the past and stuff and um yeah and then i don't know why he feels the need to respond to every point but you know must have read the comments <laughs> actually it looks like he does some good analysis and Oh wow. Yeah, you might want to watch this if you if you're interested in how a developer deals with feedback. Cuz it looks like this person was able to get through the comments, get something useful on it, tell you how he's dealing with it, using it and not like succumb to the um uh the crushing fate of our mortal existence that usually overtakes people when they read comments. So, good job. Disgaea RPG is going to resume service in Japan in November. It's coming back. <laughs> the mobile title. Uh, it was suspended in April, and now they've decided here's what we're going to do to relaunch the game and make it good again. So this is all in Japan. Nobody cares here. 13 Sentinels announced uh, Aegis Rim main character. Okay. 13 Sentinels colon Aegis Rim announced its main characters. Um 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Hey, there's 13 of them. What do you know? And uh, you can go read that if you're following that game. I'm not. But that's the uh, Vanillaware game that's like Persona or something. Or it happens in a school, I should say, not Persona. Cause just because it's in a high school doesn't mean it's Persona, everybody. I'm sorry. Are you sure? I know. Um, but this is a Vanillaware game where it's like outside and post-apocalyptic and then a school and the school's either abandoned or everybody's there and I'm not really sure which and then it turns into frickin' front mission. And I don't know what's happening in this game, but it's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> 
So they announced the, int- the characters. So if you want to learn more about that until we start getting good trailers of it, you can do that. Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Standalone Prophecy. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. That's the game. It's got an expansion called Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Prophecy. Whew. It's got uh it's priced at 25 bucks. It's a standalone expansion, so I don't know how that works. Um because if it's an expansion, does that mean Oh, you can import your existing characters or you can make new ones, I guess. And uh yeah. This is the is this the Diablo style one? I can't remember. Yeah. This, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was really slow, the original, and I'm sure it's different now. It's been patched a lot and now there's an expansion, but I never went back to it. See if uh, that changes. Uh, it's not going to change anytime soon because Fire Emblem. Um, mobile title Digimon Rearise is coming to the West. What's Digimon Rearise? It's uh, from Bandai Namco. So it's a Bamco game. It's on iOS and Android. Free to play. In app purchases. Are you tuned out yet? You should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out in Japan in July 2018. And it'll be coming out sometime in 2019 in the West. And um, yeah, you can have Digimon on your phone. I'm sure you already can, but here's another way. And you can pay lots of money for the privilege. Ooh. I'll keep my phone keep free your phone. of that trash. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. We got some new game releases. Um, first and foremost, we have a Chemco alert. Chemco alert. As Divine Menace is out on Xbox One and like PC, I think. Um, that's a Chemco game. So if you... Uh, <laughs> Approach okay. with caution. All right? It's a Xbox Play Anywhere title, so it's both Xbox One and PC. You buy it on one, you get it on the other, I think. That's what Play Anywhere means. Um, but it is Chemco. And uh, it has anime-looking art, but then you get into it, it's looking old, and just look for some videos. Approach with caution. All right? All right. Chemco alert ends. Pillars of Eternity Complete Editions come to the Switch. Is it out now? Jonathan, you're my pillars expert, right? <laughs> Kinda. You gonna play it well, again on the I Switch? I haven't played. No. No. Okay. I played the first one through PC, beat it. I don't. I don't like playing this PC style RPGs on oh, consoles with on controllers. Consoles. Uh, you need a mouse, huh? Yes. Okay, that's a fair. Fair statement. Feels very awkward for me to do otherwise. Fair enough. All right. Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet Complete Edition. Because we all hear such good game, things about uh, Sword Art Online. This is for the Switch. And uh, if you if you felt a need to play something other than Fire Emblem on your Switch, I guess this is an option. Shame on you. <laughs> the answer to that question should be Fire Emblem or Mario Maker, uh, depending on what, you know if, if you don't like Fire Emblem. But I guess this could also be an option. If, if I don't know why, but it could be. Um, let's see. And, uh, that's it. That's all I got. What are you going to play this week? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe Fire Emblem. <laughs> Same. Still working uh, that's through it. it. Right? That's just for Fire Emblem for everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's fair. I should really get back into Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I took a break <sighs> to play through, um, Rebel Galaxy 
And then after that, Fire Emblem came out, and I started playing that, and all of a sudden I've been derailed on Final Fantasy fourteen. I haven't finished the expansion, its story, I haven't gotten into the end game stuff, I haven't done the crafting, and I don't feel bad about it. Even though I love that game, it's just, uh, I guess I needed a break. So, uh, I'm going to play Fire Emblem, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it. Anna, what are you going to play? She can't hear me. She must be sleeping, so I shouldn't be shouting. Or she has headphones in. Um, or doing your little siren thing, but... Oh, <laughs> you know, I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be uh, I didn't good think about for that. my brain. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that later. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and thank you, Jonathan and Nathan, for being on. Uh, thank you, chat room, for being here live, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, when we do the show live, straight to tape. Um, I have nothing to tell you other than write in, please, to our question of the week. What's your favorite Fire Emblem and why? And uh, podcaster at rpgamer.com is the email. 608-729-4098 for feedback and uh, or the show thread. You know, Go to rpgamer.com, click on the podcast. There's comments at the bottom. Leave one. We'll read it. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. Until then, enjoy Fire Emblem or whatever else it is that you're playing. And, uh, yeah. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya. See ya, everyone. Uh-huh.